0: Welcome to the Know, Like, Trust podcast for real estate professionals. In this podcast, you'll discover what it takes to establish know, like, and trust, and connect with the right people for success in real estate. If you're a marketing strategist, real estate agent, or another professional in the real estate space, and you're interested in building a referral-based business, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, Betty Russo and Christine George. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Betty Russo, and today I'm flying solo with my friend and special guest, Russell Harris. So, today we're going to talk to Russell all about his transition into real estate um, and how he's creating great relationships and becoming known in his area. Just a little backstory Russell used to be my podcast and video editor. And one day, Russell decided, you know, after working with so many great real estate agents, that He was going to become a realtor as well. And what I love about this is he's using his background to help him create amazing relationships with the people in his area. So Russell, thank you. I'm so psyched to have you here and to be speaking with you.
1: Good morning. Likewise. It's It's, been a minute. uh,
0: it's, it's, It's been a while. So here we are live.
1: It's really exciting
0: yeah so let's get right into this i do have um a bunch of questions for you but really quick and we talked about this just a little bit before before we went live but i do want to ask you how the market there is in florida russell is a an agent in the panhandle of florida so how's it going there is it cooling off at all
1: Yes, it is tapering a little bit. We've, um, you know, it is no longer, as soon as a house is listed, you're just marking it up 15% from the last property that sold in the neighborhood. Um, things are sitting for a lot longer. Buyers have a lot more room to negotiate, a lot more room to make decisions and sellers uh, need to manage their expectations a little bit better.
0: Okay, that's that's interesting to hear because I know, you know, in Florida, especially like in your area, it's so beautiful there. Um, you know, people have been really flocking, uh, to Florida in the past couple of years. So it's interesting yes. to hear that you're having a little bit of a slowdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're definitely still seeing the desire for people to be here, um but it kind of the way it, the timing of it all worked out with, you know, the market started to cool but at the same time that our summer season was ending, at the same time school was starting. So it's kind of this multifaceted shotgun blast at one time. Yeah. Um but I would say that we're we're still a little bit hedged behind where maybe other areas are seeing. So people still want, people still want to be here.
0: Of course. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks after school gets, gets into full swing. So let's talk about you, Russell. Tell us about your backstory. Uh, I did mention briefly, you know, that that you were my editor, but like, give us a little more about that. um, Your history and how you ended up in the Florida panhandle.
1: Yeah, so that's actually a tangled web that was woven there. Um, So my background uh, as a videographer was just as a wedding videographer. And then I slowly worked my way into the commercial space back when I lived in New Orleans. That's where I'm originally from. And, um, you know, shortly after our daughter was born, which she's about to be nine tomorrow, uh, my, my wife and I were taking oh, a tomorrow, big- Yeah, tomorrow she'll be nine, which blows my mind. But, <sighs> uh, when she was still in diapers, my wife and I took a trip out here on vacation, like we would every year. And, um, you know, we were just kind of assessing kind of a, a growing moment. Like, how can we give her the best life possible? You know, there were a lot of things that we didn't like about living in New Orleans, um, And not the least of which was how expensive education was. So um, we just sort of made the decision at that point. At the time, I was working for the state for the Department of Agriculture. Um, She was a stay at home mom and we had no idea how we're going to figure it out. But we're like, we have got to figure out how to get here. So for three years, we we changed careers. We rented out our house. We lived with my in-laws and they're upstairs for a while. And uh, we finally made it work. And by the time we moved, I was working as a, basically a a specialized virtual assistant for someone up in New York. And the week before we moved here, uh, he outsourced my job. So we moved here and I was unemployed. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And we were building a house at the time. It was, it was a mess, but um, you know, we, we got here. I reached out to every contact I knew and somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody knew Katie Lance and we got connected that way. And she was looking for a video, a video editor and someone to help her launch her podcast. And you know how that story panned out. And that's out. how
0: we connected.
1: Exactly. Uh, she, mm-hmm. she was working on launching her first mastermind in Napa and I helped her with that. And that's how I got connected with you. And it was a fun train ride for a year, a couple of years after that. Just, I didn't ask for it, but I got completely immersed in the real estate space and, um, I think uh, sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, maybe people like you and Tom and Alana or whatever, or feel like they shot themselves in the foot that I I was creating content for you guys so much. You're like, you should get your, you should get your license, Russell. You should be, you should become one of us. I know. And then I did, and then I couldn't <laughs> help you guys anymore. But, um, that's, that's the, that's the Notes version. That's how I found myself in this space. And it's been, it's been really awesome.
0: I have to say, um, And I have to agree to an extent, like, I know I was so happy for you, but I was also like,
1: what? Well, what's funny about about that is I kind of feel like I was, wasn't I dragged myself kicking and screaming to get my license. Um, You know, I talked to my wife about it and, and she's always, we've always been, had that kind of relationship of like, Hey, whatever it is you want to pursue, I'm there in your corner. And, you know, I slowly more and more people are like, yeah, go for it, go for it. I was like, ah, hell, something new. I'll give it a shot. So I, you know, I bought the course, crash coursed it, took the test, passed the day before my birthday. And, um, yeah, I didn't expect it to be everything that it has been for the last year and a half, but it's been, it's, it's been so much more than I expected. The reason I was kicking and dragging and kicking and screaming in my mind was, man, that sounds so boring contracts. And, Oh, all the no. all, all the, leg- but it's, <laughs> it's such a people business and I thrive on that. Um, yes. I, I consider myself a little bit of an ambivert, like when I'm in a social setting or I have to talk to somebody, I'm wide open, but as soon as that's over, like I need calm and rest and like, don't, don't bother me. That's so, me.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need my downtime for sure. That's what today was supposed to be. Um, but it's, I, I love it. I love meeting new people and just, I think I think it it fits especially well in this area. I don't know that I would do as well in an area that isn't like this area uh, just because so many people that want to be here are you know they're business people either they're investing you know for a portfolio or something or on the on the other hand it's families moving here because they work remotely and they can live where they want to live and there's a huge population of people like that here that just want to be here and And
0: why do they want to be there that leads into my next question like what is so intriguing about the 30a area and the town you know the towns that surround 30a so 30a is like basically a highway or Mm -hmm. or kind of a road that runs through all of these beautiful towns right can you talk a little bit about that and and why it's so intriguing
1: Sure. So the surface level, uh, the immediate answer is everyone wants to live here because of this. This is our, this is a picture of our beach. (laughs) Like this is our water. Um, it doesn't always look like this, but for the most part, that's what it looks like. It's probably what it looks like today. Um, It's like
0: being on an island. There's nothing yeah. like it. It's gorgeous.
1: Yeah. I mean, our sand is is white quartz. It's our beaches are what used to be the jagged peaks of the Appalachian Mountains, you know, a million years ago. And they slowly washed away over time. And it's, I mean, it's like powdered sugar. Um, it's not just crushed up coral and shells like you get on the you know, like Atlantic and Pacific coast.
0: Like here in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like I,
1: I remember the first time I went to Miami and I walked on the like the water was beautiful. It's like glowing blue. And I walked on the sand and I was like, ow 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 my sensitive little feet couldn't take it <laughs> i'm so used to this um but this is on the surface this is why people move here but what they find over time like you mentioned 30A highway 38 which is actually now been designated as a scenic byway um it's 26 miles or 24 26 miles um along the along the panhandle to emerald coast and along that route there are You know a dozen dozen and a half small communities that have their own little things they're all unique in their own way um if you're if you're familiar at all with the area you know you'll recognize names like rosemary and alice and grayton and seaside and watercolor and each one has its own little like town center and vibe and architecture and all these cool little events that they put on and stuff and the community here is just really tight-knit And it's just a beautiful experience. Uh, I talk about this a lot, but like, there's so much of like a psychological aspect to the appeal here, being that when people choose to call someplace home, when you know nobody's moving here, we don't have an Amazon distribution facility down the street. There's not an oil refinery. Like, there's nobody moving here because they have to. They're moving here because they want to. And something really incredible happens in a community when people love where they live and they voluntarily choose it on a regular basis. They take care of it more. They are involved more in their community. And oh, it's, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> I feel like, I don't know if I got this out of previous conversations with you, but I feel like people are moving there also to kind of like almost reinvent, them, reinvent themselves. Sure. Like start fresh and and be who they want to
1: be. Yeah. Well, I, it's actually funny you say that. Um, I have that conversation a lot with people. Um, I feel like it should be mandatory to move away from home at some point, just to kind of you know you tie so much of your personality to where you are for a certain period of time. And sometimes I'm scared that'll happen to me here. Like, will I ever want to move away from here to reinvent myself again? Um, but you're absolutely right. Um, people move here and you don't know anybody, and you you get to kind of reassess like all the all the things that you've created these habits of your life and what you can remodel and this place i mean we have 60% of our land here is state protected land it'll never be developed we have we have hundreds of miles of trails and green space. And we're, we're basically an island with, you know, you, you count the intercoastal waterway. We've got the bay on one side and the beach on the other. And it's really the skinny little strip of land between Destin and Panama City Beach. Um, and yeah, that's just, you have every opportunity in the world to, to just enjoy your life more, to just be present with your life more.
0: Are you often looking for a trusted real estate agent out of your area to refer your clients? Someone that will treat your clients with the same level of service and integrity that you would? Perhaps you're an agent ready for a change or new agent looking to join a brokerage that offers top-of-the-line technology and a great support system to help you grow your business. One of the things I love about this podcast is connecting with like-minded people in the real estate space, and entrepreneurs who love what they do and run their businesses from a place of authenticity with a no like, and trust mentality. If this sounds like you and you're interested in being part of my referral network of trusted agents across the country, or if you'd like to learn more about my brokerage, let's connect. You can email me at BettyRusso.com homes at gmail.com. That's B E T T I R U S S O H O M E S at gmail.com. I love that. Mm -hmm. So I I, want to say that I'm guessing that's probably how and why you started. Well, well, let me back up. You say that you are an ambivert, but you're also a people person. Um, and, and I've noticed that long ago, I think long before you got your real estate license, you were starting to build relationships with other locals in, in those towns in, in your area so is that just part of who you are? Or, you know, was there was there a, a reason behind that? Or, you know, you just wanted to get involved with your community? Like how did how did that go?
1: Yeah. So that actually that actually happened as a byproduct of helping my wife. Um, you know, when she moved here, like I said, she was a stay-at-home mom for the most part. Her daughter was four or five when we moved here. Um, so um you know, we went through this big fiasco with we built a house and wound up having to walk away from it going through arbitration with the builder and all this. It was a hot mess. But in that time period, my wife um, was constantly seeking like connection to the community. And she noticed that there was a void there um, that you had to like go to all these different places and resources to try to glean information. So she started curating it herself and she created Uh, this platform that she called 30A Locals. Uh, And that's where like the 30A Locals podcast came from. Um, That's where I met the broker that I work with. And she started actually sowing the seeds of of just bringing the community together or or really curating that. Um, So that came as a byproduct of helping her do that. Uh, We would go out and meet people, we would go document events, and we sort of became the de facto resource. Like, she gets recognized. we both get recognized out in public, which is super jarring, and we're not used to it. but we sort of became like local local celebrities uh, to an extent. And that's sort of it sort of just happened organically that way. And me being the person I am, I just I don't know, I've always been able to just blend in wherever I am and get to know people.
0: Yeah, so you know it's really interesting. Well, first of all, I always say everything leads to the next thing and
1: and what you no accidents.
0: Yeah, what you what you did before becoming a realtor, you know, with your background in video and you know, with you know, your you helping uh Michelle and and her venture it kind of let. I feel like the natural path was to real estate because your background is so connected to what we do or what we should be doing. You know, it's a relationship <laughs> business, and uh, it, we should all be, you know, building relationships, and that's what you've done. So, how did that help you with your real estate business once you got up and going?
1: Ah, uh, well, I mean, in hindsight, I agree with you a thousand percent. Like it was. Like that yeah of course that's that's the natural path that it would have gone in that moment I didn't see the connection um but looking back it was like I said it was such an organic growth thing and I mean the the biggest advantage to that is you know as your name suggests with no like trust people already knew us like liked us or disliked us for that matter which is fine. Um, and if they did like us they trusted us because we we always provide honest information we've M- Michelle my wife is very particular about who she partners with and does anything with um, because, you know, her reputation's at stake as well. She's not someone that's just going to take, you know, $300 from company X to promote their product just because they're paying her to. She's like, no, I need to like it. I need to trust it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we sort of already built a reputation for that long before I even had my license. So when I stepped into that role, um, it was just already kind of known. So then it was just an opportunity of leveraging that following to, um, to just further, Educate people that about the community um, to continue building deeper relationships and networking with the existing community, and just inviting people in along the way.
0: I feel like when whenever anybody is interested in your area or you know they want to move to your area anywhere along 30A, I feel like you're. You've already established yourself as the go-to agent. Now I could be wrong. I'm not in your area. <laughs> I know there's I a lot of
1: agents. There's a yes. lot of brokerages. I I always joke uh, out here, uh, spit in the air, and it lands on somebody with their license. Just because we have a ton of, and it, we're gonna we're gonna lose a lot in in this season. Just because weekend warriors don't last, but we have a lot of weekend warriors that'll you know they'll bust ass for. Is it okay if I say that? Yeah. um they'll bust ass for you know a little while out of the year they'll do you know two or three say it transactions and they they've basically made you know a part-time to full-time salary so um there's a lot of that but I wish I was the go-to agent working on that um we're definitely working on that but yeah there's a I don't like to think of it in, as competition. In fact, there's a there's a general sense in this area of uh, co-opetition. Well, a lot of people like to collaborate, but there's a lot of co-opetition. It's not it's not a cutthroat market. At least I I don't perceive it that way. I'm not sure. Not even sure if that answered your question. What was your question?
0: Um, my question was that you. It, it was a good answer. I liked it.
1: Okay. Good. <laughs>
0: But, you know, it was about you being known and, you know, you being a go-to agent in your area. So, yeah, you answered the question. Um, With that said, I know, like I said before, there's a lot of brokerages there, a lot of agents, um, a lot of probably big name brokerages. How did you choose your brokerage? It's Live
1: 30A, right? Live 30A. Live. I'm sorry. Live, yeah. live, live. I'm
0: so used to saying live. We're yeah. going live. Live 30A.
1: And, and naturally live at the beach. So we have branded tank tops. Um, of course. Yeah. So it, our tagline is real estate with a greater purpose. So uh, like I mentioned, we before we even have my license, we had a podcast, um, which we will be picking back up soon. Um, but we had interviewed uh, my broker, John Lyons, at the time, um, and I didn't know anything about him. I, I hadn't done a whole lot of research on the brokerages out here yet. I, I didn't feel like I was to that point yet in my journey. Um, but you know, we had him on and talked to him for an hour. And all I knew about him was that he had a real estate company called Live 30A and some sort of charity organization called Give 30A. Um, but after an hour of talking to him, as I was packing up all the camera, and camera and microphones and everything, I I told my wife I was like I'm I'm gonna hang my license with him. I know I am. Um, and but I I interviewed with a couple other places. Like we've got Corcoran Group out here. We've got all the all the typical names you'd expect to see: Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know the thing about john and live 30a is this is a mom and pop shop this is not a corporate entity we do not have to adhere to any branding guidelines we are you know we try to be uniform in some of the things that we do but for the most part john is a very adamant about just be your true authentic self just invite people in i mean if you if you listen to that podcast episode i mean That dude spends so much time just wanting to engage with the people around him to make the world a better place. Like it sounds, he sounds like he walked off of a Hallmark card. Like that's the kind of guy he is. But twenty five percent of the broker brokerage profits go directly to Give Thirty A, which officially has its five hundred one c three status. One hundred percent of those proceeds go to. Uh, installing solar panels in impoverished areas in nicaragua fixing wells we just finished completing a special needs children's home for orphaned children with special needs in nicaragua a lot of the work is down in nicaragua because it's the second most impoverished country uh, on the western hemisphere Um, but we also seek out we're sort of like a a filler charity for local um, local needs so we actively seek out local needs we last year we put on a friend's giving uh, for we had over a hundred people just everyone is invited doesn't matter who you are what what walk of life you come from come 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 together, come eat good food. It was beautifully decorated just it I think our our goal is to just engage the community as much as possible and just you know shed whatever it is that you think that you identify with and just be a good person that's that's really the mission of it so after having him on the podcast and hearing his spiel on that and just, I mean, this dude's energy is so contagious. When we have our, we have our bi-weekly office meetings, we'll meet for two hours and spend an hour and a half talking about, Hey, are you, you know, when's the last time you talked to your family? Are you, are you, have you gone to the beach lately? Like go take a walk. Don't, you know, put your, put your phone away, turn it off, get to that later. Like, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Oh, and by the way, here's what's up with the market right now. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, sometimes maybe a little bit of an Achilles heel, but It makes it so much easier when sort of like the Chick-fil-A model that, you know, our emphasis is on how can we best serve? It's not like, oh, I've got work today because that feels like drudgery. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I've got so many emails. I've got to write this contract or whatever. It's just, man, I've I've gotten to know this person. I've really gotten to understand what their vision is for being here. And I've been given the opportunity to facilitate that vision. And that's a really cool feeling.
0: That is really interesting. That's very different than anything I've heard um, about brokerages. Obviously, I, I haven't heard about them all, but like this <laughs> is a truly different like business model. And I don't even want to call it a business model because you're truly living 30A and yeah. you're truly giving back to your community and even outside of the community. So it sounds <laughs> like living and embracing your community comes first. And mm-hmm. then everything else. It's funny. In.
1: It's funny you say that because uh, we have a listing right now that is um, the oldest home in Greaton Beach. It was the Greaton House. The Greaton House, yeah. And we've had a couple open houses. Well, we had an area tour, so we had all brokers and agents in our area come tour. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And I couldn't help but laugh to myself a little bit. And this isn't. Please don't think this is me throwing shade at anybody. Everybody do their own thing, but you know this is me on a regular basis. Like I'll, I'll upscale this to our t-shirt from time to time, but um, you know, this is where, this is how I'm comfortable. And, you know, seeing people walk in and they got their, their name tags and the, you know, the all the logos and all prim and proper. And that's just not me. So, and the contrast is very funny. And I just think it's very fitting, especially for the Grayton house. Um, if you followed along at all with that. absolutely. Um, yeah. Grayton is, Grayton's a funky spot.
0: So I love what you did with The Great In-House. I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, I did watch your journey. Bring a Buyer. Yeah. It Bring was a, a video journey, right? You got on just about, I i, I want to say just about every day. No, it was every but, Monday
1: and Friday I did updates. Okay, and, so in between a couple times I would a week, do, yeah. mm-hmm. And you
0: would visit the projects and show everyone what was going on. Um, this is huge. For social oh, yeah. media and it's huge you know for you um to people and the great in-house obviously but I know you're not in love with social media <sighs> um but but I I'm did not. follow this journey and I thought it was awesome so thank you what do you think about like this video journey through this project um what kind of attention did it bring to you to your brokerage to the great in-house
1: Oh, um, for the brokerage, not so much. That's about to shift, actually, because now that the house is complete, well, it's nearly complete. We're doing something cool under the house right now that I can't talk about yet. Ah. But, um, <laughs> you know, through the journey of the of the the rebirth is what we call it. Um, It was really more about telling the story of the house. And I became the unofficial face of the house, which I didn't expect. I. When, but when I took that project on to help market the house, um, I was still very much in my marketing mindset from being a video editor for so long. Um, like I had not, I've actually, that's something that I've had a difficult time doing. It took me a long time to shift my mindset from how can I help market? Like everything was, what's the marketing approach? Like, how can we do this the right way? Um, so to step in um, into a role of like, of the storytelling and the consistency and basically doing all the things that I preached for so long, mm-hmm. it was really, it was really gratifying. And then, you know, people, people used to notice me from my wife's account and then they started to, Oh yeah, I, I watched the great house. I watched the great house. Oh my gosh. I love what y'all did with whatever. Um, and that's been really cool. When that's we had awesome. the first, when we had the first open house, we had this huge turnout and I would probably say 75% of the people that came up that master stairwell I was waiting at the top to welcome people and they're like, Oh, I follow along. I follow along. It's like, that's really cool. When I took over the Instagram account for it, I think we had like 318 followers and you know, the contractor Daniel was the one doing it and he's so busy actually doing the build that he didn't have time for that. So, um, I mean, we've been at it for eight months now, We September 1st. So this would be the ninth month that I've been on the project and we are up to like, 1600 followers, I think. So we've gained like 1300 followers in nine months, eight months. Um, It's been really awesome.
0: Now you have a lot of backgrounds in video, like we've been speaking about all along, but do you think um, because of your background, you were able to take this on? Or do you think just, you know, it's something that any, any realtor
1: could do? Yeah. And, you know, or learn to do, I should say so i have a confession to make uh, before i touch on that let's so hear it when i stepped away from the video editing for all of you guys and the podcast editing it's almost like i had to like retire for i had to take a hiatus like the thought of get putting myself on video and doing more video editing i was like i, I need to pause i need to pause and this sort of you know like we said no mistakes no accidents um this sort of presented itself and i i half-heartedly took it on but i was like no if i'm going to do this i'm going to do it right and I would probably say after the first week, I was like, it was like breathing fresh air again. And uh, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just so organic, you know, I've been, I've been editing for so long. So obviously, I've got an advantage of I can just, I can power edit as I'm filming, I know how I want to put it together and stuff. So getting on camera is not hard for me. Um, It's, uh, I didn't have that hump to get over.
0: And do you think that is something that can be learned by real estate agents? I know there are a lot of real estate agents that are still Mm -hmm. apprehensive about getting in front of the camera. Um, I can get in front of the camera, but I can't produce what you've done. I mean, maybe I can. I just haven't.
1: So what I encourage anyone who wants to get good at video, but feels like they're not going to be good at video. And this has been reiterated a hundred different times by many different people, not the least of which would be Katie Lance. This is how you look. This is how you sound. Get over it. Um, I love that. It's true. The, my big thing is the first step to being good at anything is to suck at it. So just get out there, go suck at it. And then the next time you do it, you're going to suck a little less. And I use the analogy of when you look at a rainbow, you can't tell where red becomes orange. It just gradually becomes orange and so on and so forth. And that's the way it is with anything. And this isn't, this isn't any exception. You're You're going to turn around one day and realize, man, I've, really come a long way with this. I mean, look at you. You've been creating content for a long time now. And I still think about that first video or maybe it was your second or third video. I knew
0: you were going to say that. You you (laughs) had
1: like, you had this fat glass of like red wine. It looked like a rich like cab or something. And you're like, I need need this. I'm struggling. And I look at you. You're doing lives now, talking to me, killing it.
0: Russell, I remember there were times where I had to get on video and it was just plain old me talking to my iPhone. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody else in the room. And I was like... I need a glass of wine. And, and then you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I had too much wine. I can't do this now. I have to do this tomorrow.
1: <laughs> Liquid courage. But if I can also tell you this, um, the other day I did an update on the market while talking about a property that I have on right now. And it took me, even as seasoned of a veteran as I am, it took me 38 takes to get the information out the way that I wanted to get out and the kind of time frame that I wanted to get it. So don't be discouraged at all. <laughs> like, you're going to, it's, it's, it's a process. Um, I think people have said this before, but in this day and age, like if you're not leveraging video or some kind of content where people can, people can know who the hell you are, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're a dying breed and you need to get over yourself, <laughs> get over yourself, go out there, struggle. This is, this is not an addition to marketing. This is marketing.
0: It is. I'm a hundred percent with you. And I follow your lead still. Oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> Absolutely. The blind leading the blind.
0: <laughs> You're so silly. Get out of here. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Russell. Is there anything you would have done differently along this journey? Um, or do you think, like like you said, uh, there are no mistakes. I totally believe in that.
1: Yeah. You know, I used to be the type of person that say I wish I could go back and do something differently, but there are things that i thought were curses in my life uh, 10 years ago that have a decade later paved the way for blessings and i just did the butterfly effect i feel like if i'd have done anything differently would i be sitting here right now
0: i every single thing that we do again leads to the next thing if you would have yeah. done something differently you probably would have been in a mm-hmm. different circumstance right now who knows what that would have been
1: Absolutely. I would have never met Katie had I not lost that position the week before we moved here and just had to figure it out. And then
0: I would have never met you. And then I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today because I would have went in a totally different direction or been working with somebody else or who the heck knows. Maybe not, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Life is a strange thing.
0: It is. It is. It's all good, though. So, all right. We're getting towards the end. I need to ask you what are three action items that you would tell our audience to do today that that can they can get started on right away in becoming known in their area in creating those relationships that are so crucial to real estate.
1: Yeah, something something really big for me. Um the first thing would be what i already mentioned just get started um whatever it is uh even if you don't put anything out like just open your camera look at yourself and just talk just just talk um and just get comfortable with that that's that's honestly the first thing um the second thing is particularly in real estate and my wife michelle kind of helped me shape this uh opinion in my mind but I feel like as agents or realtors, we spend so much time focusing on getting people through the front door and what's inside the house. But remembering that after you close and after money has changed hands and you get your commission check and you spend it already, those people are going to have to walk out of that front door every day. So remember what it means to live where they are, what, you know, what's their nearest grocery store would you know, what are the, what are the things that they're going to be doing on a regular basis to keep those things in mind and try to have those questions answered already or have content that answers those questions? Because there's a lot of ooh and ah during the whole process of, you know, discovering the properties and and getting to that point, but then they have to live there every day. Um, and that's, that's the integral part. So That's that's the philosophy I have. Like, don't be so focused on what's inside the door. It's what's outside the door. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the last thing, and this is a super meta comment, but it's something that I've had to learn the hard way. No one can know, like, or trust you unless you can know, like, and trust yourself. Yes. So, like I said, that's super meta, but be comfortable in your own skin. (laughs)
0: So is that the answer to my next question? Before we wrap, finish this sentence. No, like, and trust is
1: <laughs> a mindset.
0: No, nope. knowing, liking, and trusting yourself and your mindset.
1: Well, I just, uh, you know, I kind of sort of think of it in terms of, you know, what some people like meditation I'll like I'll meditate. I do breath work. I pray like I, I'm a little bit ambiguous on all those spectrums, uh, which I think is, it fits my lifestyle, but when I find for myself personally, when I'm making decisions based off of fear or anxiety or uncertainty, they dictate different actions than if I view my life through the lens of of gratitude and abundance. And that's kind of what I mean when I say know, like, and trust is a mindset. Like when I start my day and I'm like, what is it about today? What can I do today? What's the next right thing I can do? I've, you know, your life is made up of a series of choices right now. It's just a whole bunch of right now's, you know, and before you know it, it's back then. And then you're worried about what's coming. But if it's just, if you just lay your focus on what are the choices I can make right now and try to make the best one from there um, and just do things with integrity, with the right intentions, with a clean heart, with a heart full of gratitude, that's what I mean. Um, Cause that makes it easier for you to know, like, and trust yourself. Cause you, you do trust that you're doing the right thing. And then that will resonate. It will convey to your audience.
0: I love that. So <laughs> how do you do that on a daily basis? Like not how do you naturally, you know, do the right thing, but how, how do you remind yourself as you're going through your busy day how to have that positive mindset that gets you through every
1: day. I mean, well, some
0: days the days are just over and I'm just like, oh my God, the day's over. Yeah. Like, how do you
1: Yeah? Um, and don't get me wrong, I am not a machine. I definitely have my dark days where I'm like, everything sucks, F this, F that, I'm shutting down. Um, but the more those kind of things happen, the the more it reminds me of how important th- this mindset is and i think the way that i do it is kind of a combination of things so if you're familiar with the pomodoro method of you know time blocking like hey i'm going to i'm going to answer i'm specifically going to answer emails for the next 30 minutes or i'm going to clear out my inbox i'm going to return phone calls and just give yourself a time frame to do that and then you know pause for a minute go whether it's like go walk the dog go wash the dishes do something to change the context Um, get outside, get fresh air, get sunshine. Um, and there's no lack of that in Florida, fresh air and sunshine. Mm -hmm. Um, but just things to kind of keep you grounded, I, I guess, is the, is the short answer to that question. Um, and gratitude's a really big thing. Um, and the, the mindset of this isn't work, this is serving. This is, this is the opportunity that I've been given to serve and to help other people. So viewing it through that lens helps a lot.
0: I love that. I love that about you. That's, that's who you are though. I try to be. That's who you are naturally. I think, I don't know if you have to try too hard. That's the
1: wrestle that I know. Some days, some days. And when, you know, the funny thing about when you're, when you're pushing too hard, life has a funny way of stopping you regardless if you need it. So it's better to, to catch yourself, to be self-aware enough to stop yourself and say, I need a break. I need to pause. I'm going to go take a walk on the beach. Uh, which actually, I'm overdue to do. So, oh my I may, goodness, I may go do that. I'm, gonna, to do great. Go. I'm going to the Greaten House right after I, I finish this. So. Good
0: for you. So, <laughs> I know people are going to be able to find you at the Greaten
1: House in a little while, mm-hmm. but where can people find you uh, online? Uh, so, I only exist on Instagram, and that's only because business requires me to, but you can find me at Navigate30A. Um, and mm-hmm. you can, and if you want all the local resources, I would highly recommend following my wife at South Walton Local.
0: Ah, mm. yes,
1: we we did a little rebranding.
0: That's awesome. That's mm. a that's great. I love the combination of what you two are doing together. It's different <laughs> and it's separate, but yet it meshes so well together. It's
1: very very cohesive, and she is such a godsend because she excels in areas that I can't stand. So.
0: That's perfect. Exactly. A perfect mix. So yeah, everyone follow Russell and follow Michelle also follow what they're doing. Learn from them because they are doing something right in their area. I love watching them on social media. I love watching their journeys. They're truly living in their communities and sharing, sharing, sharing everything. So yeah. yeah, and absolutely if you ever need a realtor in the beautiful panhandle of Florida, Russell is your guy. He's my go-to agent 150%.
1: He's uh he's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, if anyone is interested in following on, please reach out just cuz uh, we tell people that all the time. When people meet us out in public, oh, I recognize you, message me. Message me so I can make the connection. So I know who you are and I can I can have that association. Cause that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah, we, that's a we, great idea though. We're more connected than ever yet. Somehow we're also more disconnected than ever. So to, to have that real life association is, is super important to me.
0: I agree. It is. It is. So thank you, Russell. It's been great. Thank
1: you. Yeah. I'm, likewise. I'm so
0: happy we have this time together. I'm so happy that I've gotten to introduce you to our listeners you're the best, and uh, I wish you continued success. and Thank I can't you, wait Betty. to come. I can't wait to come back and visit you again come, soon.
1: Come on down. I'm just I'm grateful that we're still friends after all this time.
0: Absolutely. That's not going away. So no. thank you. Thank you. Thank all. you everyone for joining us. If you are watching this uh, live, please feel free to share it out with your friends um, next week when we release the podcast version. You can take a listen anywhere you hear your podcasts. And we'd love for you to share that out too. Give us a give us a comment, uh, let us know what you think and enjoy the rest of your week.
1: Rate Thanks review so much. and subscribe.
0: Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, we'd love it if you subscribe and leave a review. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to Christine or Betty on social media for consideration. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Please join us next time for another insightful conversation on incorporating know, like, and trust into your business.